Case File 7, Intro to Cults, Corporate Cults. This is the beginning to our series on cults, where we at The Lost Info will strive to examine and understand the manipulation of human thought. This manipulation is used as a tool in order to achieve specific beliefs and ideals within various establishments. This long-lasting technique of sculpting humans into the perfect foot soldiers for a specific agenda has been used since the beginning of time. We take a peek into these dangerous and powerful cultist mindsets that continues to take place even today. Intro to Cults, Corporate Cults. What up? Welcome back to the Lost Info Podcast. This is keeping you awake, Jake. I'm a man from the West Coast. Westside Duncan. What up? How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Still continuing this uh, whole lockdown, pandemic, fun world that we live in now. Uh, man, you were telling me I was... I, I yeah, I think yesterday, the day before, was when they announced that they were LA is gonna stay locked down until like freaking August or something at the bare minimum, and I was like, okay. Well, especially right. with states like yours in New York, you just you got such a dense population. It's I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what the answers are anymore, man. I don't know that there is any. It's just we we gotta. Me either. We got to come together and figure this shit out and get past it. And hopefully in the meanwhile, not let them um, basically take away constitutional rights and do whatever they want on their side at the same time that this is all happening, which unfortunately is the world that we live in. Yeah, it's very true. I mean, if people were able to, I mean, what I've noticed just across the board is if people were able to wear the mask and just like do the thing and be cool with everybody, like, we would be able to, we would be able to get back to normal quicker than if not. I mean, this is very much a real thing. Like, I don't, I'm not saying that there are no issues within it, right. but it is very much a real issue and people are sick. I mean, I've had, I don't even know how many friends now that have been very, very sick with it. The majority of which have not had pre-existing conditions, were not old, you know, so, it, I, yeah, I think it's. I, I think like you said though, it's the the little fractions within it is like you know their numbers are so off because they can't have accurate testing. They're fudging these hospitalizations. They're fudging the death stuff. Now, real or not, you can't get a ground base if you don't have accurate numbers, and that part is the confusing part in it all for everybody else that's trying to navigate through this. Well. And, I mean, I rarely will say this, but there was something that Trump said that I did actually agree with recently when he was talking about testing. He said that, um, I mean, anyone could have said this, so it doesn't even really matter, but it's just, I'm trying to give him credit where I can. Right. I'm trying to be unbiased to give him credit where I can. But right. He, he said something basically about how our testing uh, is, it just doesn't work because someone, there's so many people that have been asymptomatic, one, and then two, 
you can you can test negative one day, like I think it was one of the staffers in the White House that ended up testing positive. Those people are now being tested every single day, and the that woman that was tested that tested positive had tested negative the day before. Yeah, and so well, that was like on our very first case file. Um, David Crow, yeah. he had he had said that um, basically you're going to get a lot of false positives and counteractive tests because they're just not accurate enough yet. So that's, like I said, it makes it hard to navigate through anything when we can't get good data. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it, it's, it's definitely frustrating and I'm sure that, I mean, everybody that listens to this is going to agree that it's just, it's overwhelming, frustrating, and I don't know that we'll ever go back to normal, normal. I just, I hope that we can get back to some kind of normal. Um, but it's it's still too hard to say. It's too new still. Even with it being a couple months, it's still all up in the air right now. But, I mean, we do know that we see numbers going up in states that have reopened yeah, I also I the Wisconsin they went against their federal or judge whatever went against um, the mayor and then these bars opened and they were completely packed and they weren't wearing masks and whatever else. So it's like I get these people want to go out, but I mean, are you just trying to throw up a fuck you to the system and restart all this so that they have more opportunity to fuck with humans or? You know, can we at least be well, exactly? I mean, if you if you don't obey any of the rules, like you realize that it is just going to become more strict. Because if the issue is the issue, and it, it's a real thing, and you can't deny that it's a real thing. I mean, even my, even like I said myself, like I can question things here and there, but the reality is, I probably had at least fifteen friends that have gotten super super sick. I mean, I've seen some really bad things happen because of this and I can't deny that and so when I look at places and I see people not practicing social distancing and not um, I mean and there have been there have been several people that completely doubted it were like oh it's all fake it's all a fraud that well see I don't I'm, I'm, I'm on the side and this is just my personal opinion but I, I think that it actually it's real but I, I think that it's actually man made and that they re- unleashed this on the world so that they can systematically you know destroy whatever they want and keep in play the things that they want so, well whether that's true or not yeah. at this point all I care about is I'm like Look, if you all practice social distancing, if you stop being stupid, if you wear a mask. Yeah, it would give them, if that was the case, it would give them less opportunity to do stupid shit also if we just did our own. It's like children. Yeah, exactly. It's like if they know that you can handle it, like if we can adjust to some elements of new norms like the social distancing and, you know, being extra, you know, washing our hands and, and, and wearing masks in public and all of that stuff, if we can adjust to some of that stuff at least for a period of time, then maybe even while this is going around before we have a vaccine or whatever, we could go back to some normalcy. But if people are just like, fuck it all and don't do any of that, you're just, the people that have abided by it, the standards that are asked of us, it, it's unfair to, to us because you're, it, 
you can't keep denying it because it's very obvious that the states that have opened up early, they're seeing spikes in the amount of cases there. I mean, they're, they're even in protests, in individual protests. There was a protest that happened the other day, and it, I think it was 75 people that were at that protest ended up testing positive. So I don't know. I mean, it's just if we could act like adults and just. Yeah, I don't, do like I said, I, anymore, I don't even know that, that there's really any great advice other than if we just did our part as individuals to try to get past this, it would give, if it was purposely or malicious, it'd give them less opportunity. And if it wasn't, we could just get past it without restarting it or a second wave. So, I mean, you know, just stay home and, you know, just keep away from people for a while. Like It's not going to be that bad. And when people are complaining about being in for months and whatever else, I mean, I don't think people remember because we're, we're forgetful as humans, but, you know, shit that's happened in the past, you know, uh, the Great Depression, whatever else. I mean, people were fucking without anything and at home for way longer yeah. periods and they didn't complain exactly. as much as people now. So just suck it up for whatever we got to do to try to get past it, you know, because it's not exactly. I mean, it's like you're you're fine. I mean, and I understand. Like, there are people struggling. I've talked to a lot of people that are struggling. Like, I have friends that are struggling. Like, there's, you know, it's a complex issue. But at the same time, it's like, we pay a lot of taxes. So, uh, I'm not saying that we should rely on government help. But, like, the one $1,200 check or whatever, that doesn't cut it for most people. And, no. and people shouldn't expect that that's it. Because this is something that affects everybody. This is something that that is one of the reasons that you pay taxes to the federal government is because. Well, I believe they, they just they, passed the new, the new stimulus for the second round. Well, the house, the house did. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. With and they will. I'm pretty sure because even they do. I was listening to uh, it was like a live thing of the House of Representatives, which is kind of weird. It was just the other morning I was watching it because you could just watch it live. There was like six people in there talking about their points of view and before it even showed where they were from you already knew what side they stood on as a democrat or republican and and that part pisses me off but in the new provision it didn't have or the new bill it didn't have one article from the republican side so it's like well that's kind of weird i don't know if they just didn't put forth their own stimulus package or if they were just going to try to deny everything the democrats did i don't know but the one guy said, you know, we're we're all for helping the people that need it, the first responders and whatever else. We just want it to be about, you know, the relief instead of all the other stuff they're adding into it. And I kind of agree with that, too. But it's it's like, why didn't you guys put your own bill forward? Because you guys have nothing in this at all. So it's like, you know, I don't know. It, it becomes like, is it just a, trying to still continue to do these political stances when we're in a economic crisis? You got to at least come together on well, the part to help the people that need it. I love I love when you know middle class and, and lower middle you know middle lower class people uh, complain about oh the Democrats like they're really the reasons that we're, we need to be making money. Like do you see the companies that we've bailed out? Like do you see the multi billion dollar companies we've bailed out? Like it's not that it's not that much money in comparison to to expect you know to just another month to help people get by. Yeah, you know it's well not, that that one twelve hundred dollar one ain't. 
ain't doing anybody really any justice. I mean, it, it's well, a little I bit of help, but it's nothing in comparison for the multiple months the, that going through this. The bill, the stimulus bill that just passed in the House, uh, it, I don't think it's going to pass in the Senate because Mitch McConnell already said that he that he already like vowed that he was not going to he was not going to be a part of passing. Yeah, I don't so like that guy. It's just I don't even. But it's just I mean, it's a waste of time too on all ends. And I even think when the House, like if the Senate is already saying things like that, and the House should, I mean, the fact that so many Republicans and Democrats cannot work together in any capacity and have inability to communicate with each other, it just goes back to show you like how fucked up the government is in so many ways and how we truly yeah. are not represented in the capacity. That well, I think that shows. also shows on all the topics that we go over that it's not a far stretch to show that all of our history doesn't lead up to our government having the best interest of the people. It's just, it's usually whatever they want and their side fighting amongst the other side to get their shit passed, but it's never really about the country as a whole as far as when we look no. at history so it's kind of sad but it's, it's unfortunately the truth true. that we live in if we didn't know anyway this case file is on cults we're actually probably going to do a series because there's just so many cults and so many uh, roads to travel down on this one that we're going to probably do a cult series this one will be introduction to cults and um, corporate cults we um, will head in that direction on a cult series, which I think, as the fans, I think if you guys want to write into us, lostinfopodcast at gmail.com, you can uh, at request certain cults that you want to hear about, and then we'll continue that on the series. Yeah, all you all you Trump lovers can send me your hate mail. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Well, and then all of uh, you know, all of the you know. Uh, Democratic leader haters, you can also send that too because yeah, you guys, you guys are gonna send me your hate mail too because I get I get attacks from all sides. Yeah, well, when you when you play the middle ground and you're not you're not uh, linked to a party system, I don't like I either know. of them. There's a lot from both sides that I don't like all through history. So I know it's so funny because I will have various conversations and and the the big. Trump fans will be like, you liberal, like, blah, 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 blah. And then I'll have conversations that those people don't see with, with more liberal minded people. And they're like, fucking right winger. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, it it always goes into whenever you take a hard stance on your party line, then it always becomes, you know, quick to uh, call names, libtard and fucking. Yep conservative piece of shit and whatever else and it's like all right so in the meanwhile while we're sitting here playing these party lines so hard and and arguing amongst ourselves everybody at the top is always winning regardless of where they stand so we got to come together as uh the people and unfortunately they've done very clever ways of dividing us and it it seems to work in their favor a lot absolutely i mean both both i mean the two-party system just as a whole is fucked i'll say that i'll say that over and over and over and over and over. So it's, yeah, it's never really worked. It's it's only worked for them, but it's never worked for the people to uh, argue amongst themselves on stupid shit. I agree. So the when the crazy thing about cults, really, on you know when we when we get down this topic, it, it becomes it becomes kind of interesting because there's such a fine line on cults and religions, and then like you even get into like different fractions of it, you know, like corporate cult. Like things that are being carried out on a corporate level, like doesn't seem like that's a cult. But when you get down to its basic foundation, it's definitely manipulation of how you're thinking and your belief systems. And it, and it, it does work on you the same way as a cult would or a religion. 
And then so and we'll we'll talk about a little bit of the difference. So there's one thing that I that I come down to if you look at society as a whole. So like if we go back to our basic origins as tribes and and groups, we we essentially as a whole had started a cult or religion, however you want to look at it, because all had to be on an agreement on a mutual goal or objective that we carried out as a tribe or as individuals that came together. So, you know, society as a whole, we basically started out in a cult or religion one way or another because we came together and decided hey this is the best for the tribe and we went in that direction and, and practiced those beliefs or rituals for a purpose so societies in general it, we, we kind of went down the path the fine line of the cult and religious um, separation well most most religions are also a cult to some capacity. yeah oh they yeah it's well there, we'll get down to like the differences, which I, which there's not many, but that is like one of the biggest debates is that to try to find what the, what the real difference between it is, and, and that's the well, yeah, crazy I mean, part. Like, how do you how do you really define define a cult? Because I know like a lot of evangelicals, you know, they consider Jehovah Witness and Mormonism. They consider that a cult. The majority of evangelicals, right? And that and that again. So that so basically, what I found right here is just like so cult individually is outside the predominant religion so it doesn't really you know and then basically a sex which is s-e-c-t-s is religious disagreements that create a separate thing or a fraction in between uh the break off of the core belief system of that religion or cult so they create their own sex and then and so like the difference you know as far as religion and cult again is very debatable but most of the time the cults don't really give you all the information up front as to where some of the more predominant religions will give you their their like the Bible or whatever they believe in up front and then kind of I don't know, I wanna say it's kind of manipulation of the way you believe because even when you go to a new religion, you're like, I don't really know what to expect and then you listen to this guy stand up on a podium every week, you know, week in, week out, and talk about this is how we believe it to be and whatever else, eventually you're gonna, if you are that kind of mentality, you're gonna be like, yeah, okay, I agree with that. So now you now you place yourself in a box, like, hey, I'm Christian, so now everything that my Christian priest is telling me every week, I kind of have to be in line with it because that's what I put myself in. And to well, where- I know that, but I mean, even, even spreading further than that, you have all all of the different denominations within every single religion. I mean, right, right, yeah, and well, yeah, and that. Islam, so to me, that within. that almost seems like business because you're basically taking what somebody else said and then just altering it enough to where you get your own fan base or your own congregation in order to come in and give you ten percent of your wages in order to continue on with again, tax-free uh, way of leading people. So it's almost like the little fractions within uh, the main religions are just a way to gather followers for your specific way of leading your congregation. It, it kind of comes weird because if you just, you know, we look at it like this. If you were, if you were a Catholic, let's just say, and you wanted to go to your Catholic church right down the street, that would be the most convenient. But however, you go to wherever, whatever priest you like or whatever else. And so you're willing to travel all the way across town to give them your money. And it's more like, you know, if I can do this really good over here, I can get a lot of people to come to this church and support everything financially. 
that's really a business. Otherwise, you would just go, you know, you'd go to your local, your closest place to practice that same faith. So, well, I mean, it, it depends because there's so many different people have different viewpoints and they want to go. I mean, that's again, that's how we do dive into the various denominations because people yeah. are looking for different things and everyone thinks that they know the right way, unfortunately. Well, and, that that's know, the most disturbing part, actually, is, is and you know, and that, that was where I kind of, I was born and raised a Catholic, but then as I got going, when I went to other churches, because I, you know, met other people, and I was like, well, I just want to see what you believe, you know, started going to other churches, and I came back, and my church community was trying to tell me, you know, that's frowned upon to, to go to other faiths while you are a Catholic and listen to them preach. And I'm like, why? You know, like that doesn't make any sense. I would think that you would want other perspectives so that you could gauge what you believe as a person, as an individual. And they were completely against it. And that's kind of where I started to take the turn on. All I need is my God with me and what I believe God is and, and, and pray to him, do whatever I got to do. But I don't need to go to a specific place to do it. And I don't need you to tell me that I can't listen to other points of view and, you know, debate within myself whether I believe they're right or whether I believe they're onto something or a good view on something. I just, I don't think that's right, but that's me personally. Well, people conflict themselves all of the time. I mean, I've, I've personally gone through, uh, I've been, I've researched so many various religions and I've gone to so many different places and I, you know, I grew up in a, a small cult run by my father and that was, you know, its own experience, which it's funny because I talk to other people that come out of cults, some, you know, some big, some small, and, you know, some of the experiences you can share with people. It's, it's interesting how you could believe, you could come from um, a belief system that is totally different, yet when it comes to a cult mentality, there was a lot of <laughs> the mindset and the expectations and the brainwashing oftentimes is is the same. It, yeah, I was going to say it probably is exactly the same as far as how it's structured, you know, to make you continuously well, read their scripture or their beliefs and then go over it and pound it in your head over and over and over to where all of a sudden that's where you kind of start drifting. And that's the thing is like on cults, I don't even, you know, on some of these cults that we'll get into, it's like, where do you draw the line? Because I've, I've read, yep. you hear some of these stories and you're like, how would you get that far into it and not realize like this is complete fuckery, you know? Well, it, that's, I mean, again, that's, you know, coming out of that. I mean, I'm getting away from, from my family and, and my father, especially, I mean, I was living on my own at 16 and I had to like do a lot of unbrainwashing, you know, I had to figure a lot of things out for myself. And that's why, you know, that's one of the many reasons that I'm very, um, <laughs> excuse me, but I'm very anti-Trump, for example, you know, as we've talked about, is because that to me, I see that same sort of. Thing. Oh yeah. He's definitely had, he uh, definitely has that personality. Well, he's even said very it. Clearly. He's even said it. He said, I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and you'd still vote for me because he knows that, you know, all his stupid antics and, you know, saying these weird things and getting these arguments and like baiting people on Twitter. It's all it's all a show that he knows how people will gravitate towards it. It's the art of the deal. Yeah. Shit like that. He talks about all the different stuff. It's basically manipulation. And I mean, if you go back into Mind Kampf, which I think he pretty much wrote his whole entire, you know, art of the deal kind of on the same concepts is it's propaganda that sways you into just being 
kind of a follower. You don't really even think for yourself at some point. You're just like, I'm willing to follow this guy yeah. down whatever path, no matter what he does. But, what, but what's, what's ironic is, and it, it, again, it was the same thing with my father. My father always said, you know, think for yourself and blah, 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 blah. When they say that, it's to convince you that you already are thinking for yourself, but you're really yeah. not. And the same thing happens with Trump supporters where they think, oh, yeah, like, we've figured this out. Like, we know the truth. We And they convince, you know, in a lot of ways, I have a lot of empathy for Trump supporters because I truly, truly, truly believe that they are lost. A lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them are locked into this, like, cult-like mentality. I mean, especially the ones that, that no matter what, they see nothing but good about him. And Well, it's just they, like... But they, they blame everyone else. And they're like, well, it's kind of like my grandparents, too. I mean, they're very yeah. religious people, and I'm like, I mean, I don't... And then and you see that from a lot of uh, evangelicals that support him you know they go out and say you know hey he's got to be sent from god because he's so such a like inconsistent bad person and i'm like that doesn't make any sense like you know he's it's, he's it's obviously cool. a womanizer he's obviously done corrupt shit he's obviously a greedy money hungry dude so none of that says he's a religious guy or sent from god so i don't i don't know where you get to the point where he's sent from god because he's so bad like well again it's propaganda i mean you have a lot of powerful um, you have a lot of powerful evangelical pastors that express a certain viewpoint because they've developed a relationship with him. And that doesn't make Donald Trump godly or Christ-like or anything. It's just that he falls into a category where he's friends with various people that are in positions of power and they have a lot of influence in yeah. those well, in those groups, in those circles. And they say these things. And they say, oh, he's a prophet of God. He's brought here by God. He's chosen by God. And it's like, I mean, I even saw some TV evangelical guy. He was like selling gold coins with Trump's face on it. And people were like buying this shit. I'm like, well, it just becomes down to, you know, when you have connections with when you have that much money and, and obviously networks around the world trying to build hotels. And all that, it's the same thing. It's like yeah. once you get down that world, it's just about what you can get from it. And then like, yep. I think like the evangelicals, it's basically, you know, they're it's that pro-life, you know one topic that yep. they really gravitate towards, but what has he done? He hasn't done shit towards that topic. So you, you pretty oh, much wasted your whole vote for that one thing that hasn't, nothing has even been said about that. So ever since he's been president, he hasn't done anything towards it. It's, it's weird, but we won't, we won't go on. Cause I know I'm sure a lot of people like Trump. That's fine. You're, you know, you have your right to believe whatever you want and, and, yeah. and follow whoever you want. But um, I just, and again, you know, there's a lot from the democratic side. We've also seen that, you know, it's just their moral compass isn't in the interest of making this a good place to live and the, you know, the well, interest of this country. So I, I actually, you know, no matter who you support or what you believe in, the number one thing to me is like, if you are able to have an open-minded conversation, like if you have enough humility to be yeah, like, debate the facts okay, and stuff that you know what? is real, not just what you yeah. want to say. And if you're willing to listen to me, I'll be willing to listen to you. You know, we can have... An well, that's the only way. That's where we really start, you know, because I, I don't like the party system, but at least if you are going to, you know, hold that party line, come with a good debate and a good conversation and be respectful. And then we can we can yeah. start to make ground from there. Yes. And, and again, we, we're going to have... Um, actually, I'm going to go ahead and say this. We're going to have uh, Senator Neil Anderson, which is a Republican... Senator, he's a friend of mine. We're going to have him as a guest pretty soon here. I talked to him the other day. He wants to come on 
I think it'd actually be a really good time because he kind of has a little bit more insight on some of the stuff that's going on. But we'll we'll we'll, we'll get back to that. Um, and we'll have great guests for you all the way through this. So just hang in there with us and we'll have people from both sides and, and all walks of life. And, you know, this global discussion will continue and hopefully we can all be on a respectful level and try to navigate uh, to the best of our abilities with respect and, and seeing from both sides, as long as you come with valid points and stuff that makes sense, not just hearsay. Um, Absolutely. I mean, that's, I think that's the main point is like, I'm I'm not here in any capacity to, and I know Jake isn't either, to judge anybody or to think, I mean, in any way, we've had so many various crazy conversations, and it, it is an open conversation, and so, you know, we want to hear what you have to say, you know, as long as, as we can have an open conversation, as long as you truly take in what other people are saying, I'll take in what you're saying as well. You know? Right. And also, and what would help us out a lot too to have this continuous conversation is if you listen to this and you like the show, you know, email us, the lost info podcast at gmail.com, talk to us. But then also, you know, go on whatever platform, um, especially iTunes, because it helps us out. Go to iTunes, give us five star or whatever, give us a review so that we can at least gauge the show for you on things that you like or dislike, but if you like it, give yeah, us five star and it'd help us out a lot. So make sure you do that tell too. Tell us what you want. Yeah. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what you want to Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, it's a very open. Well, I hope that once we get Patreon going, this starts unfolding. We'll have a group session once a month where the Patreons can come in and we'll, we'll have, maybe we'll get together on a whole thing where a zoom collective conversation where we can have 20 people or more or whatever, all coming together and we can yeah. all share a conversation about whatever topics you guys would like to talk about and uh, maybe even get some guests orgy. on there that you like that we can talk a to. Big, a big mental orgy. Exactly. we talk about everything. <laughs> and, and do everything. We can all climax together. That's right. Mental climax, I mean. Yeah. So um, the concept of Colts, uh, a guy that he wrote a book on it, his name is Howard P. Becker. Pound, search that, and you, you can get a little bit of kind of how he kind of deems the cult itself. There's another guy, Ernest Trolch, I think, uh, T-R-O-E-L-T-C-H. Pound, search him too. Uh, he also has some stuff on there on basic, you know, the concept of cults and whatever else. It's, it's an interesting topic, again, because there is a lot of back and forth on what kind of deems the difference, where it kind of starts. And I mean, like again, when we get down to some of the series, I mean, you got you got this one in Canada where this guy is literally taking shit on people that go against him. Well, he thought he was God coming back, I think, if I remember correctly. And the people that went against anything of that, he shit on them in front of the rest of the the cult <laughs> to humiliate. Yeah. And I'm thinking at that point, you got to be like. All right, this is all fucked up. I'm out of here. You guys can continue to do whatever well, you want. But that that's how it was with my father. I mean, he said that he was a he was sent And this wasn't talking God. shit. This was literally taking a shit on him. Oh, that well, okay. I yeah, know. like he no, he literally took a shit on them in front of the oh, rest of the people. Yeah, and then he would like that's smash true. their hands with hammers um for oh, oh. Yeah, like all kinds of crazy shit. And we'll get into that. We'll get into them. So basically, well, some that, of the But that's a common that's a common theme. That's the common theme whether it be you are God or you are sent by God because yeah. like I was saying, 
with my father. That's how it was. He didn't believe that he was God, but he he said that he was God's gift to earth. Like that's what he believed. Yeah, I can't remember if that guy said he was God or sent, but. I guess in that yeah, in that say they're prophets. Some people say yeah. they're, they're. I guess in that just, sense, I mean, though, you probably would let a lot of shit slide that you would never really normally do if, if you actually believe them. You'd probably be like, well, I guess if this is God yeah. or God's representative, I might as well let him take a shit on me. I don't know. Yeah, especially if you're a kid born into that, because that's all you know. That's true. Actually, that's the thing is when they take them young, and then you get a lot of this. Um, incest and young wives and whatever else so they do a lot of that from a very um sculpted age where you're kind of developing all your skills to cope you know cope with the world they're just manipulating right off the jump so that part is and you can see that in the military and everything else i mean they take them young and they they build them the way they want and that i guess you know unfortunately that's kind of one of our downfalls as human beings is that if we don't individualize and get a sense of who we are and you know looking inside then it's easy to follow somebody else, especially in this topic, because you're basically, they're playing on the most um, passionate part of a human being is to find your purpose and what we're doing here. So it's it's easier to go into that part of the psyche and be like, hey, I know what we're doing. Follow me and I'll get to do whatever I want with you, you know? Yeah. So some I mean, of the cult, it, it, oh, it's go ahead. Very true. Well, I was going to say some of the cults that we'll talk about in this series, and that was why we have to split it up into a series, is that, I mean, we have the Mason family, People's Temple, Heaven's Gate, o- Order of the Solar Temple, Branch Davidians, the Russian Orthodox Church, Movement from Restoration of the Tenth Commandment, Villa Bavaria, Ants, which I guess are like the what was it? Wait, Bilo Bilo is that the one? Is that the one that it's in? It's in Russia, and they. I think so. Yeah. Like the, yeah. Once a year, they like hike up to see the guy. I'm not sure if I don't. There's so many of them that that's why I was like, man, there, there's no way we'd be able to fit if we want to continue on cults that we'd be able to fit even a fraction of all this stuff in in an episode. So we'd yeah. have to turn it. There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah, I mean, there's um the creative movement. There's uh, Scientology, which is an interesting one because, so I guess uh, based on your amount of people, so your following really kind of deems that borderline as well. So like if you start out as a cult with Scientology, very much seems like a cult if, if I've ever heard one. But once they gathered enough following, they get deemed as a religion. They had to go through a court process to get 501c3 to pay no taxes. But then they just basically did a lot of loopholes to where they had to have services and uh, hopefully you get your buddies on that um, as an interview. But I watched their series and basically like these church services are a fucking joke. They had to yeah. do those kind of things in order to be deemed a religion. And they found a lot of loopholes to evade taxes oh, yeah. and, and become a religion. So the, the videos where they're like, yeah, right hand over here, left hand there. Yeah, they're like. This is your left hand. It was like Simon Says or something. Yeah, they're like, say, this is my left hand. You're like, this is my left hand. And they're like, well, that's brainwashing for sure is because you're just repetitively. I mean, it's so crazy. Well, when I watched it, so I used to be in sales a long time ago. And, you know, when you're in sales, basically you're, you're, you're talking to your customer and you're saying, you're talking about their family, whatever else, and asking them questions that you know they'll say yes on. So basically, yeah. they say yes so many times in your conversation to where when you throw your pitch, they're more inclined to say yes than no because they've said yes so many times in that conversation. 
And that's the same thing. Once you have somebody repeat something so many times, it's it's a it's a form of brainwashing that you're creating your response at the end when you when you actually try to pitch whatever you're pitching. So yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, and so then there's the children of God is another one. There's there's all kind. There's uh yeah there's there's a lot. There's the ant hill kids. I mean, there's just a ton, man. And there, and the weird thing you find in a lot of this is a lot of rape, a lot of molestation, and yep. it's just it. And at some point, I think a lot of them, and like you were saying before, Duncan, you can kind of, you know, they might be, a, they might have started out originally for the for what they believed might have been a good purpose, and then somewhere, I think that power and control or whatever takes a vicious turn somewhere, and then. I mean, they yeah. kind of go off the rails towards the end of their, you know, mission or whatever else. And I don't know if that's due to the power or. Well, sometimes people are presenting something that is so unique. It's so, you know, apparently different that other people get wrapped up in it. And I, I, not not all cases by any stretch of the imagination, but at least some. I wouldn't even say the majority at all, but at least some. It, it starts off like a good intention you know they think oh this is what i'm called to do this is what i'm doing you know but then they get that little taste of of power they get that little taste of like people idolizing them or worshiping them and all of that and it just well i was when i was looking into the scientology it was talking about basically like um tom cruise's position in that and you can tell where that would completely if you're an egotistical person that would completely inflate that yeah, ego to where, you I mean, basically gets servants for free because he's the main guy in Scientology. And, and you, so you don't even have to pay these people to just serve on your hand and feet. And I mean, really, if you think about it in its essence, that really, you don't even have people getting treated that way in modern day. Only thing comparable is like kings of, you know, England and stuff like that in the past, like getting yeah. served as royalty because you're the head of something. And really, you're—he's an actor, so he's already got all that and the money. And then you also have servants, and it—I mean, you could see where that power and control could completely. You don't even give a fuck really about the Scientology anymore, as much as hell. Wherever I've landed, this is great for me because everything's beneficial well, for me. I mean, once you believe uh, again, not to bring it, not to bring it back to my, to my father, but he got to a mindset where he genuinely believed he could do no wrong. He's in this position of, of power and influence, and he believes that he was sent here by God. And so he is ordained by God as God and then him. And so when people think, oh, it's this, this, the highest being in the universe has appointed me, has chosen me. Yeah. You know, and especially when other people begin to believe that same thing, then it becomes this very dangerous tightrope that you're walking because you, the people that are following you get lost in it just as much as you get lost in it. And everyone ends up believing it. Yeah, I think that, I, honestly, if I was to say anything on this topic especially, it's we really have to, as as a whole, we really have to like look in and find out who we are individually and what we're willing to let somebody tell us or what we're willing yep. to go out and research ourselves, look at who we believe, what we believe, not what somebody tells you. And I know it's easier to be like, hey, I want to go to this place and praise my God with all these other people that are doing the same thing as me. But when somebody interjects their their way of how you should believe, I think there's already an issue there in particular. It's because it, they're already pushing an agenda or 
a way that this all happened when nobody has an idea because nobody was there and God hasn't came back and told us or whatever exactly what happened. So you're only basing this on basically man because man, you know, Constantine took the Council of Nicaea. They made the the Bible. They took out what they wanted. So essentially you're being led by man. Out of the Bible. I mean, that's something you're like. It's, well, I mean, yeah. whenever people are just, and even within just evangelical or Catholic or you know any of that, any any of those religions, well, all of them really. I mean, you're basically all, going on man manipulated text and and stuff from another time. Yeah, it's written. It is written by man. That is undeniable. You cannot deny that it is written. And anyway, yeah, I was right. gonna say if you look at it any way possible, everything that man's touched has not came out the best unfortunately yeah so well and so even if it was his words and then we took out what we wanted and left in what we did it still becomes manipulated by man which ultimately again we don't have a good track record you know if we had more from history to go on that it's not always been a bad outcome well you know i don't really know that there's been many good outcomes ever in the big (laughs) picture now in the small picture for sure if you as a person go and you really like your priest and the people in your church community, good for you. I'm happy for you. And that's doing no harm. But on the big picture, we get to where it all collected the power in the Vatican and whatever else. And we have more sexual fucking cases of pedophilia than in any kind of thing else. It leads to ultimate power is, you know, ultimate corruption eventually. It's just, there's, because yeah. man just can't get over the part that, the ego and the power and control well, over the rest of humanity always takes a, a role. There's that old saying: "Absolute power corrupts absolutely." It, it's true. There's no well, and that's as far as true. man goes. That's absolutely true because we just can't help ourselves but to take that that road of whatever is beneficial to your organization or your way. So, uh, it, unfortunately, that is now on cults. You don't actually think about it even as much. And I, I kind of was, you know, tr- trying to tie the two together, but like, there's a lot of cults that go kind of untalked about, other than in the quote-unquote conspiracy world. But you have the secret societies that are more cult foundation than all the rest of them. Really, it's just they they continue on because they're not widely talked about, and nobody knows what really goes on in there. But they do rituals, they do the the uh, manipulation of the mind and mind control techniques. And unfortunately, they, they're the ones that end up carrying out a lot of these horrible things that we see around the world. I mean, even if you look at the Skull and Crossbones, you know, that secret society, yeah. look at all of the leaders that have came out of that have done some very destructive shit. And I mean, I'm, we're not talking one oh, or two or three leaders. We're talking the majority leaders of the Western world and individually came out of Skull and Crossbones and like the Bohemian Grove Club. And I mean, there's a lot. So... I mean, the Masons. Well, I mean, even, even in the United States, I love when people are like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, freedom, freedom. But then those same people are, are well, you know, they're like, oh, Obama, Obama's a Muslim. Yeah. And like, that's their number one critique of him. And I'm like, yeah, what? Like, well, first off, he never in a million, he never said anything like that. And secondly, even if he was, why does it matter? Because you, that's the whole point of the United States is, is, is the freedom of religion. I mean, that's why we came over here to begin with was to get out from under the suppression that was ha- happening over in England. That's why the original settlers yeah. came here. I was going to say, you even people, look at, you know, the Boston Tea Party, you know, you're, you're throwing their tea off. 
because you didn't want to pay the tax and you wanted to get into a land of freedom. Now, I completely believe that you have to contribute into your society so that it can grow. But we didn't we didn't really get away from that 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 concept because we went back into paying more taxes that don't get used for our benefit and only for the agenda of the government itself and what they want to do around the rest of the world. So it's like, you know, everything we fought for, we kind of went right back to it anyway. That's very true. And it is kind of a cult mentality. Like, you know, you look at nationalism or patriotism or whatever you want to call it. It's another form of like, we're better than the next individual that wants a good life. And that's a cult mentality as well. Like, Patriotism is, uh, you know, hardcore, un- undoubted patriotism is a cult mentality. Yeah, I, now don't don't get me wrong. I, I love America because I think of its possibilities and what we're capable of if we use, you know, we did things right. But when you get to the point of, you know, fuck them, America's the best. Yeah. America, fuck yeah. You know, it's like, okay, I, I, I agree. I want America to be good too, but I also want those people to have a good life across the pond and wherever else. And I don't, you know, I don't have any hate for them trying to do the same things that we want goals, you know? Well, and, I mean, that's, well, that's why we've gotten into so many wars and stuff like that. It's where we think, oh, America can do no wrong. But it's like the reality is we've gone over to other countries without anyone asking. Well, I mean, and just brutally murdered people. Well, like, just even think we're, about we're how this country started. It was mass genocide on Native Americans. So, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I yep. know that we're not the only ones, but we also didn't really change the dynamic of how we became to power, which was dominating another. Well, and we also have to remember that, you know, just because we want to believe, I mean, the found, yes, the foundation of America is a beautiful, beautiful thing to believe in. But the reality is that our founding fathers and the, the settlers that came before us and before the founding fathers, their their dream was not that they currently had the perfect system set up. Their dream was that we are going to lay the foundation for the people that come after us to continue to grow a more perfect union, to create something that is truly representative of the American people. And we have lost sight of that in so many ways. And we lose sight of that when we have blind patriotism, when we are unable to uh, critically examine ourselves. And because we're so, oh, yeah, America's the best, blah, 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 we are doing a disservice to the foundation that the country was based on because we are allowing ourselves to be stagnant in something that that was never the that was never what was meant to be it was supposed to be how how can we continuously allow for freedoms to uh, inspire new ways of thinking and new ways of of government and new ways of of uh, financial expansion and and environmental expansion and you know all of those things play into what our country is supposed to be and and it's empower it's important for us to be able to go back and 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 look at those things and ask ourselves those questions without just a complete and, blind patriotism. And I and I agree. And I think if you look, I mean, if you look at the bigger picture, if you take yourself out of you know um, so narrow minded and so narrow focused, and you look at it, it it does take the structure of a cult when you are pushing that patriotism like that, you are basically in a structured group that 
believes in one certain way and you don't want to look at a different perspective and that, you know, basically fuck everybody else. And that mentality will not service the world for any kind of benefit. Absolutely. And that's another thing is that, so we have, you know, cults, religions, sex, and then we also have occults. Now, the one thing about occults, and that's kind of like the secret societies and whatever else, and that's where I think we get a lot of the damage that's being done to this world is occults. And the real difference is that is that occults is basically a cult, but with the aspects of supernatural, mystical, and magical beliefs and practices and phenomena that we can't really grasp when you don't know that information. Now, they've withheld a lot of that information and how rituals are taken out. Now, we'll, we'll probably get into that in other topics, but if you think about from the beginning of time, man's been always doing rituals to be in touch with its spiritual side and how we interact with the heavens and, and gather energy for, I don't know, all kinds of different things, crop growth, droughts, all kinds of different things that we've used rituals for. And basically these occults have kept all that information and then they've used it for their own agendas as far as control and power on this planet. And they've kept a lot of that because, yeah, I mean, if you really look about how we don't know anything about our spiritual side, really, other than the churches that we go to and whatever else, but how it interacts with the day-to-day -day life, that's where you get occults, is that they basically are a cult that's practicing the, the supernatural, mystical, and magical parts of this reality that we're not, well, we've kind of lost yeah. the info of. I believe that, that the occults are pretty much uh, the most dangerous on this planet because of that lost knowledge that they still play out and I think they do it on a bigger scale than we're willing to accept and I mean you go into CERN and they do these they did this weird ritual shit before it opened and I don't know is it that they're trying to bring in the powers of this universe towards their agenda or what is the real purpose I'm not exactly sure I just know that they still do it and we've been doing it since the beginning of time, rituals and blood sacrifice and all this other shit, which is the mystical, magical power of, you know, the, that the cult uses. Obviously, there's a reason they still do it. I just don't know how effective, but it must because they, I mean, they've never stopped. That's something that people might want to pound search uh, rituals and whatever else. There's, uh, you know, we talked about it briefly with Case File 5 with Michael Wan. Uh, we'll have him on again because he's got some really interesting stuff when uh, he takes a specific topic and goes on the rituals and how these numbers line up. And just like on my prediction and on this year was going to be a really crazy one. And I, I wrote it out and I time stamped it so that, you know, it wasn't just a, a afterwards written prediction. But it's because of all the stuff that I've studied, they don't pass up these numbers and times for it to line up. They make sure they use them, whether it be, and they say a lot of it has to do with the spring equinox and the summer solstice or whatever, the fall equinox and how these energies line up. And obviously all these major points on the globe, you know, the, the pyramids and uh, Stonehenge, they all have some kind of powerful meaning as well with energy, ley lines and and. So it kind of all goes back when you start looking at history. There's a lot to be followed in and research, but you start finding crossroads and you can definitely see things become a little bit clearer. Not that we'll ever understand completely, but or at least maybe not in the life that we live on this planet. But it, uh, yeah, it's definitely crazy. And there's a lot more to it than people really think. And I don't want to claim that I know it. Uh, I got, and I don't think that I'm a genius on, on the prediction part of it. I just think that I, 
paid enough attention to research and stuff that I knew this year on a 2020, a double digit. They're just, they do shit like that. I don't know. But, um, Illuminati. Yeah, I, it's, it's weird because, you know, it's a lot of the things people are like, oh, I'm not going to buy into that. That's fine. Don't. But if you research enough of it, you're going to be like, well, there's, they, do continue to do it and things do continue to happen so i don't i don't know i don't know it's real significance as far as for them but i'm sure they do so this one also will get into uh corporate cults corporate cults is the same thing we don't look at it as cults but it really does when you get into some of this stuff it does take the roads of this mind control and manipulation on how they want to act as their employee or their administrations or whatever else. There's a Chinese company out there and, and they do chants every morning and they do uh, all kinds of things. They take advantage of corporate laws and so that they can pay less and do everything else. And these people are willing to go work for them because they feel like they're a part of a bigger thing when they go into these chants and their beliefs and what they're trying to do. They're willing to take less pay in order Jake, to be Jake, a- Jake I saw the owner of Target eat a baby in front of my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> the the owner of Target ate a baby? I, I, I well I've personally never eaten a baby, but um I mean it, you know, given the opportunity, who knows? <laughs> They're juicy. Uh scrumptious those scrumptious little fellows, I guess. I don't know. The, you, you do hear like Alex Jones when he's went on some of his rants and stuff like that about the occults, he he does go on to that and he's uh, Joe, they're eating babies. Uh I don't know. Some of that's exactly. hard to bite off, literally, <laughs> but it uh it, it becomes weird nonetheless, because obviously in the past they've talked about you know, in these uh, ritual shit, they've talked about drinking menstrual blood and semen because it's the two creation of life and it gives them extra power and weird shit, man. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, there's a whole lot. Of, I mean, there's thousands of people that think, you know, there's people out there selling adrenochrome, which, you know. And all there's that. a lot of weird shit. And I, I honestly, whether it was just the, we weren't very intelligent at that time or whatever you want to say, but in the past, they did a lot of fucked up shit as far oh, as rituals. Sure. I and, mean, that's, that's- that's been going. I mean, I'm not saying that that stuff isn't true because uh, I mean, it's been ha- wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, I was gonna say. Like, I was, I was gonna say it's happened. Now, whether it still happens, who who knows? Who's to say until we get you know proof or, or whatever you want to say? But it, it it did happen before, so I would. And that's the thing is, history does tend to repeat itself, or it just continues to happen behind closed doors until it actually gets until it comes out. But well. Well, they do say that you can buy on the site Alibaba, which is sort of like Amazon kind of. They do, but like international, I think. They say that you can buy Adrenochrome on there, apparently, which is, I don't know if there's other ways to get that drug, but I guess. Well, the, what, are you talking like that adrenaline that the kids, once you fear them, whatever they. Yeah, when you scare I, Yeah, I did hear about that. Die, yeah, I, and see, that's the thing is like. It's so specific on what they're looking for that it would really be crazy to think that that is the lie that they came up with because it's very specific on what they say they do it for. So it's weird. I don't know. There are a lot of kids that go missing. I will say that. Oh, well, yeah, actually, that's only been increasing, too. And that honestly, when you look into those numbers, that, that's uh, that's mind blowing because. It's like, where do, there's no way there's that many kids that just go missing or that they're abducted for like just like crazy people that are taking them in their basement. There's definitely more of a yeah. mass reason on that millions of kids go missing. 
and it's it that is yeah. a that is a mind blower for sure that that actually and that's okay. another thing it's also weird in um if you go and look up uh, topics on missing people in state parks it's like what in the fuck is going on in state parks oh man? yeah that's a, yeah that's another one that's another one like especially certain state parks yeah it's like are they going into another dimension they get take by bigfoot i mean like on the state parks like on the ones that have a big um wildlife area or whatever like you know millions of square feet like up in uh well kind of by where you're at northern north yeah western united states like there's fucking the numbers are just crazy and they don't even the thing is they don't even report half of them anymore because like if you go to if you go yeah. and read about this this guy this journalist went and talked about it and they don't even report them anymore because it's just such a large number that they don't even know what to do with this so they don't even report them as and file them it's like it's fucking weird and so they, their numbers are just average and so they're not like case by case they just roughly this many people go missing in a state park and it's way more than it should be and there's even stories of people be walking you know in a line with other people or hiking and then the last person just goes missing and nobody ever heard a scream nobody heard nothing just gone and that becomes pretty strange too absolutely i mean there's a lot of I mean, it's the national park thing. I've seen quite a bit on that, and it definitely is uh, extremely weird. Well, we'll definitely have to do a case file on that because that one's already. That one, I, I was interested when I started looking up those numbers. So we'll we'll definitely do a case file on missing people in general, uh, just on the numbers, so that you guys can get kind of a, a baseline on how weird it really is worldwide. But anyway, back to Colts on the. So if you look at Western corporations, they started doing like, and this was. You know, back in, you know, I don't know really how far it goes back, but they were doing these team building kind of things as well. And they're basically the same foundation of cults. Like they go and they, you know, kind of get into your what person you are, what your beliefs are. And then they do these mind control techniques and repetitive stuff. And then they kind of play on the the psyche of, of a human being. So we'll get into some of them. There's, there's a, there's a, Pound search it, but the standard the Stanford prison experiment in 1971 was how people would get an agenda and and basically do fucked up things and follow people because of the position that they're in experiments. They they basically separated two types of people and they made one the prison guards one group and then one the prisoners. Every time the results were the same as the people with the power ended up being really fucked up to the people that were the prisoners. And they were they were all just normal people. They were just put in this experiment to see how yeah. it, it would go. And it always went off the rail as far as the guard to the prisoner because of the control you have over them. And it kind of showed the mentality of what humans are capable of. And these were just normal people pulled from, you know, normal life that just got put in a position for this experiment and then it always ended up going way too far which absolute power corrupts absolutely yeah and it was kind of weird i looked into it again pound search it but they it's kind of like i mean you know you know that it's a you knew it was an experiment while you're doing it and you still end up going off the rails and uh, it seems weird that yeah. you would even do that to another human being knowing that they're not your prisoner and whatever else it just i don't know just tends to happen um True. There's, there was the topic that I get into on this. I think it's funny because I, I don't really know what to make of it, but like this cafe gratitude, I think you said you ate there before or something. Oh yeah. 
it, it gets into some really weird shit, man. Like, so it, it was started in Northern California from a couple, Matt and Therese Englehart. And um, so basically, like, in their menu items, they kind of, like, say, like, cool shit and, like, I love you bowl and whatever else and all this and that. But as you get farther down into it, um, like, the waiters, they have to go to these team building seminars this lady basically sued them because they were trying to make her have a certain set of beliefs that she didn't want to she said i just want to be a manager and if she didn't go to these classes and pay for these books to be a part of this that they weren't going to let her be a manager anymore and and so basically you know they own a vegan restaurant chain of them but they have a, they own a farm which is also kind of weird so they don't really practice what they believe and it's a, it's a- I mean, it's a chain. In LA, there's like three or four locations. Yeah, yeah. It's. I guess it started like maybe like San Francisco or something, and came down the coast. So, but but anyway, they basically started going through what was called Landmark, and Landmark is like this company. Yeah, I know Landmark. Yeah, they're basically a company that works for all these other companies, and they do these team session buildings and all this and that. I mean, and it gets kind of dark with these landmark courses. Diane Diane went through landmark. Yeah, and I didn't even know like their origins, but when I started looking it up, I was like, I guess there is a little bit more to it than, than what we think on the landmark itself. There was, okay, so the landmark, it was Chris Jones was a guy that explained that they lock you in a room and that they'll, they'll let you out. They don't let you out until they break you down. So basically they make you feel like a piece of shit and then they kind of like build you back up, you know, as more like empowered yeah. by yourself or whatever else. But he went to say like, it, it was like pretty degrading. And then um, I want to go back to the origins of Landmark. Cause I was like, Whoa. Okay. So Landmark is an off, an offshoot of a night. You can pound search this, but it was an offshoot of a 1970 San Francisco cult. Earnhardt Seminar Training, or the EST, known for locking people in rooms for 20 hours at a time and days and subject them to verbal abuse for self-empowerment. The guy, you can pound search it, Jack Rosenberg, Mm -hmm. the creator, a.k.a. Warner Earhart, and then he changed his name from that. But in this EST training, we're also used in prisons and never prosecuted from some results of deaths because they would put people in like sweat lodges give them no food and water until they like basically brainwashed them so i'm like and so this is this is where landmark comes from this company so that that's the crazy part is that they did this shit prisons used them to try to you know basically contain their prisoners in the way break them down and they had a lot of deaths they never got prosecuted for any of these deaths but they did go through a lot of lawsuits their advisory and their biggest competitors at the time of 1970 was Scientology, which is also weird. But 1991 had a bunch of pending legal cases and accused of mind control. Before a documentary was aired about the EST, it was sold to a former employee that and left and left the country. The former employees later turned that company into Landmark Education, which now has 400 members, and they are the ones that train these team-building exercises for other major corporations and companies. So I find that that, that's weird because its origin started off as absolutely a cult, and their techniques were that of a cult. And now, uh, and that's another thing you see. So there was like somebody that was saying, if you look at a lot of these corporations like Google and like um, a lot of places in the, in the Valley, they 
when you start looking at the the amount of time they take from you so they want you to stay at work they they have these sleep pods they have their own cafeterias they have their own gyms when they start I guess that's a big red flag that people should look for is that when your company, the place that you just go make money for, for your life, starts taking you away from your family, pushing their beliefs on you, making you do all their stuff, eat from their things, the way they believe, send you to these team building exercises, the amount of time they take from your personal life just for a career is, I guess, a, a flag that that's kind well, of a cult mentality. To help you with your career. What's that? I mean, just tools to help you with the, the, your career. I mean, the landmark stuff, I mean, that's essentially what it is. It's like, uh, you know, I've taught at some similar type of seminars and stuff around the country, and a lot of it is just, you know, people are looking for tools to benefit their life, and even when it's not necessarily directly related to what it is that is applicable in your life right now, people are just looking for tools, and so whenever that kind of stuff turns into a cult sort of thing although it shouldn't and it turns into something like that it's extra sad because you realize that these people are just really looking for tools to benefit their life yeah yeah well and then like i back to that gratitude cafe for a second they you know they like i said they were trying to get all their managers and their whatever to go to these trainings and then they would pay half and the servers out of their own money were sent to pay the other half of these land landmark courses that were in the range of $500. So they had to pay the other half of that to be a manager. And so, and if you didn't go with that, they basically fired a couple people. This lady actually took them to court and I think she won actually. Oh, for real? That's crazy. Yeah. And then the Englehearts, they created a board game that they sell in all their cafes. And like, it talks about how you should be as a human being and whatever else. I don't know. I'm kind of interested. I, I would, I would really like to, uh, buy the board game and play it just so I know what it is, you know, cause I guess yeah, they, they, well. they, um, promote playing it in their cafe. And I'm just kind of curious what's on that board game. If, if you've ever played it or you have it, email us the lost info podcast at gmail.com. Cause I'm interested in just like what this board game is. Cause you know, just from what people were saying on a biased, part of it that they were kind of cultish uh i'm curious is it you know kind of brainwashing board game or is it just like you know just a regular board game so i would like to see that actually i think that's really all on the on the cafe except for they they obviously do a lot of weird shit as far as you know practice what you preach i mean i would i mean if i was going to make a vegan restaurant because i knew it was taken off i mean that doesn't necessarily mean that i wouldn't eat meat it just means that i know there's vegans out there so i would start a restaurant where I know a demand is. So just because they're farmers, that doesn't make them, that doesn't make them wrong. It just makes it weird if they're pushing that on these board games and that all this and that and like a way of life. And then they're farmers. That would be kind of messed up. For sure. But it's a crazy, crazy thing. Yeah, definitely. The, the, well, and that's the thing is like, it's not just like any one company. Cause you look at a lot of these major companies, they all have these retreats that they go on. I think it's just, again, that you have to gauge on yourself. Like, you know, are they crossing lines? Are they taking me from my family too much? Are they, you know, having me pay into their beliefs, like financially and everything else and spiritually, you know, and if you think about it from the point of just making money as a career to survive, it seems kind of weird that you even cross into that kind of realm. That's true. Very true. There's a, there's a great, Netflix, I think it's called The Family. And that that one also blew my mind when I watched it because 
pound search it. It's called the family, but it's basically that's a, that's a great that's a great one. It is, and it definitely opened my eyes up to man. There's so many people manipulating powerful people at a level where it's like, why don't more people know about this? But I like the fact that we're in the information world when these documentaries or whatever get put out there to where you can see like the inner workings and you're like, well, this is definitely a cult. (laughs) This is definitely cult mentality and manipulation of the system because they're basically taking religion, crossed into politics in this family in particular, but they, they have these religious breakfast things and they say that they don't ever cross the line but you know damn well if you're sitting at a table with a ton of world leaders and politicians at a Christian breakfast retreat that you're talking about global decisions. Like, it's, it's unavoidable because that's what you do. So, and then yeah. they, they kind of, you know, say that it's just to bring people together to have a breakfast and pray together. But there's definitely more uh, nefarious intentions to get their way with these politicians and have them in their pocket and anyway watching it you, you'll just have to go and see it for yourself and and you know make your own judgment but it's really really weird yeah absolutely. and so in this this new era i think the corporate cults become a war more widely spread and like under documented thing but i mean if you look at it from just their their basic programming techniques and uh, the style and how they carry it out. I mean, it's just like everything else. The military, they do the same thing. They take you down into basic training. They break you down mentally, physically, and they build you up in the image that they want. That's cult type shit. That's MK Ultra type shit. Companies that do it, Disney, Google, Southwest Airlines, I guess, has a lot of lawsuits because they do the same kind of shit in these uh, team building things. Facebook, pretty sure basically all of the, the valleys corporations so they're all kind of that way these new tech companies and whatever else uh and some of them might really just want to you know have their squad on the same page but when you look back on you know landmark being where it came from you are trying to implement a certain amount of brainwashing for your agenda so it, it i don't know i don't know where the line crosses again like where do you be like all right i don't want to do this no more and like the lady you know at the cafe you know i'm, I'm not going to do this and then have to take out a lawsuit because you're trying to push beliefs in my just my working day. You know, like I just want to go serve some people some food, make my tips, go home and take care of my family. And now you're trying to yeah. make me spend money on classes and, and believe what you believe that, you know, and I don't know, because again, it, where does you cross the line? You know, do you just be like, hey, they really care about me and they're willing to take me on these retreats or are they trying to take me away from my family and insert certain beliefs and mind control techniques that take me away from what I, my core values, you know? So Absolutely. I mean, I think that we have to always examine those things and people have to be aware that they don't find themselves in a cult because I think that's what happens sometimes too is you never in a million years think that that's what's going to happen to you, but until well, it happens to you, yeah. you don't know. Well, and just go, you know, can't remember her name now. The the one that came out, she on Kings Queens, whatever that that lady. She came out against Scientology, and like, I mean, she basically left high school oh, to work for Scientology, and and she had no idea. I mean, to extent where she was at later in life, and was like, damn, what have I been doing? Because I mean, yeah, and yeah, that's another thing is that so that that's another good point that um, relates to current with this COVID-19. Now they want um, businesses and whatever else to tell on. If you see people not socializing and, and telling on it, and then in Scientology, the same thing. They want anything that doesn't go with what the way they want it. They want you to write a report and go and send it to their headquarters to basically rat on a fellow individual that you don't think is living up to the standards of 
quote Scientology or whatever else. And now you see it happening with this COVID. They want you to tell on people. And it's like, there's a lot of things that you, you see that overlay as far as these mind control techniques and the way that this plays out is they want you to, again, I don't know where the line crosses, but they use a lot of the same techniques in everything. It's, I I don't know if it's just, they've found the easiest way to program the human psyche and they just use it for all different areas of life or they do it because they know it works and they just continue the practice. It could be, I mean, any of those things. I think it really just depends on the person's, um, the person who's leading it and what their agenda is. I mean, like we said earlier, some people may get into it with the right intentions and some may not, you know? Yeah. I mean, again, I think you just have to always have your head on a swivel and again, look inside and think what, you know, come back to yourself and ask, do I think, do I think this is right? Because again, like you said, Duncan, I think sometimes you just end up in this weird place because you weren't ever listening to yourself. You were listening to somebody else. Yeah. Well, and, you know, everyone is the hero of their own story, you know, and so some people, that is the reality that they found themselves in and they're like, oh, I mean, some people are good people and then all of a sudden one day they find themselves running at fault and some people have always had those fucked up mindsets and that's what it develops into. I mean, is each scenario is different, although there are like collective things that uh, that seem at least to be experienced across the board when it comes to cold. Yeah. Again, I I think that it would be very easy to uh, fall into something, look back and be like, whoa, 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 where did I go? You know, but it would take you to look into yourself and be like, all right, I don't really, I don't know what's going on anymore, but this is way, way different than where we started, you know? And I think it's easy to get down that road. Uh, There's a guy, David Arnett, pound search him. He's also, he's an author of Corporate Cults. And he breaks down a lot of um, what we kind of went over briefly, but he breaks it down better. I heard it's a really good book. I've not read it personally. I kind of wanted to um, just be kind of busy after we did the research for this one because we actually had to record this one over. But I did want to go back and get that book because I heard it was very good. I heard it was a very um, unbiased take on all of the history of how this stuff plays out, especially like if you look at you know, China and things like that, when you're not talking about American corporations, they get away with even more because they don't have corporate laws. So it get as many. And so it, you could definitely see where, you know, if you're trying to survive where somebody can just basically manipulate it into being a slave, really. I mean, even the Scientology people, they're talking about, they were making like a hundred bucks a week or whatever, but they get to live on the grounds and whatever else. But at that point, like, you're you're sacrificing everything to be their minion and you got a hundred bucks in your pocket at the end of the week to go maybe get some groceries or something or whatever i don't know if they feed you or or what but it becomes that they're taking your personality and your your, everything about your uniqueness and then using it for their own and then giving you just a little bit and that's essentially that you're just becoming a cult member really at that point and it's it's sad but it it, I, i can see where it wouldn't it could get out of control real fast because if you if you're out you know you leave home and you're trying to look for a new life and whatever else and then you come across a place like Scientology where they have all money and whatever else and they say hey you can live on the grounds we'll just we'll pay you a little bit of money at the end of the week but you'll have room and board and food i mean it would be super easy to fall into that world yeah very true
I, I I don't really have much more on the intro. Again, we're gonna, you know, write us the lost info podcast at gmail.com. You can ask for the Colts that you want to hear in particular. Uh, but we'll try to go down that series. There's just a lot of them. Absolutely. I mean, there's so so many things that you talked about, and we're gonna have some really cool guests on for this too. So that's yeah, that's exciting. So we're definitely we're definitely talking about Scientology. We're definitely talking about you know, Jim Jones, all that, you yeah. know, all those. There's all. I mean, really, when you start looking at the list, you're just like, yeah, there's there's so many that we can go down all that lost info and bring it to you. And again, if you write in and tell us which ones that you want to hear. And we get a high demand on on an individual one that keeps coming up. We'll do that one first, for sure. Um, and then and then hopefully we'll get to all of them eventually. Hopefully we we continue on this podcast to where we make it through all of the different cults in the cult series. And that would be cool to look back on all of them, even um, when they're all out there and archived somewhere. But yeah, this this topic is weird because it's like again, it kind of plays into life in general. Like so easy to just be confused as far as everything going on around you, you know, your bills, all this and that and whatever else. And then you go for, you know, a church or a group or whatever else for an outlet and somebody to talk to. And the next thing you know, you're, you completely gave up on your own value system and you took theirs. And then who, you know, it could even go even worse than that. And I could see where it'd be easy to do because this world is, it isn't easy to navigate. I think the the biggest thing that you can do for yourself is to find out who you are and what you believe, regardless of any hearing anybody else's stuff. And then, you know, maybe join a group that you want to talk with or whatever else and don't stray from your beliefs Absolutely. Or, or let anybody manipulate your beliefs, you know, like take it as a grain of salt, have the conversation at the end of the day has to be something that you agree with not what somebody told you yeah you got to form your own opinions that's for sure yeah and don't make it and that's another thing just don't let them make you know don't let the other people make you feel like it was your idea and it was really theirs you know that's kind of a technique that they use like that you came up with it but really they just kind of put it there that's true too. So it is. It's very. It's a very hard topic when we get into just cults in general, and like this one, I guess, was just a basic introduction, and then to briefly talk about corporate cults because it's in our everyday life, whether we want to believe it or see it or not. But again, you'll have to go and search some of the stuff and just go dig deep down into it, and then uh, and you find that you know a lot of these techniques are used in every different walk of life, every different way. It it, it is kind of strange. Definitely. I mean, there's a lot of I mean, again, that's why this kind of conversation is important, and that's why I hope that you all are able to go to um, to email us and tell us what you want to hear, because the reality is that we are just, you know, nobody's perfect. Nobody's acting like we're experts on anything. I mean, we're just trying to find the truth, and we're looking for other people that are truth seekers as well. So yeah, we hope to connect with, with people that are, are willing to just have conversations and listen and, and present um, well, I know. think that the global discussion is great for that because yeah. then you get to hear, you know, as we go on and you connect and you become a patron, whatever else. And we have these group settings where you can talk to other people that have been through stuff like Duncan himself and, and even other people. You can base your own decision on different experiences from different people. And you don't you don't have to listen to one person. You can listen to multiple to gauge what you what you think is right and wrong and where people came and how easy it is to get manipulated into something. Truth is somewhere in the middle, like I always say. Yeah. I mean, sure, 
there's a lot of different things that even I hate to say it, but even like relationships and whatever else that, you know, you can be so head over heels for somebody or whatever else that you just get caught up in what they want you to do and not your whole purpose. And then, you know, you look back and be like, man, I didn't stand up for my own beliefs or there's a lot of different ways that you can look at it as far as uh, falling into something that you didn't necessarily mean to or didn't want to it just kind of happens very true so i i guess at this point we will uh we'll get off the fence on this topic's kind of hard on that part um i guess there's not a whole lot whether you believe that cults are real unless you have unless you have uh that you don't think that that brainwashing and cults are a real thing sure. but i i think that we kind of agreed on that just me and you i mean other people you can chime in if you want an email oh, us yeah listen. i mean i definitely believe cults are real yeah well i mean there's enough proof that obviously it they've done a lot of damage i i think the more the more um current question would be like do you think it's played out in in modern day society on a regular would be my question i guess i'd ask you oh yeah i do absolutely yeah what do you think yeah I, i actually the more just researching on the corporate cults and whatever else i think it takes a way bigger uh a way bigger part in our current lives than than we'd like to even believe but I definitely think that the it really comes down to the the manipulation of the human mind because it's obviously been played out many times, but now they're doing it on levels of just not being, you don't even have to be in a group or whatever. You just, you know, our mainstream media does it. They use these techniques yeah. of repetitive, nonstop, filling your head with their agenda, boom, 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 to where, well, the CDC said that or they said this and, and it's like, okay, but are we looking at this from other scientists that are going against it and saying that, hey, we need to do a better testing? I mean, there was those two guys that supposedly were shot to death. They were on the verge of some kind of breakthrough with coronavirus. That obviously should have been a topic talked about. There's other ones that supposedly have found things and they're being bribed. The president of Madagascar just came out and he said something. And he was getting a bribe not to tell the world about what he found. And it's like these agenda and mind control manipulations carried out on. We have to wake up as individuals. We have to come together in a in a respectful way to go against systems that already have their agenda in play. We have to find better ways to do better things collectively rather than whoever has all the money and control controlling the whole situation. Absolutely. I mean, we have to ask ourselves those questions. Uh, and be willing to make adjustments as needed. You yeah. know, what are what are the things that are currently impacting us? What are the things that are currently impacting us as a society and personally, yeah. you know, physically, mentally, spiritually, uh, financially? You know, what are those things that are impacting us? And, and what within those things, what do I have control over? What do I have power over? And what do I not have power over? Because there are so many people that there's so much information out there and there's so many facts and figures and dates and stuff things that can and never will be fully explained. And so it really is kind of this about going down the journey and, you know, choosing which battles are willing, you're willing to fight, you know? I think that's the hardest part is uh, really deciding what you're willing to take a stance on. But again, it has to be individually and not based on what somebody's telling you to do. But you have to also take the, you know, the responsibility to not just say, hey, this is where I stand and have nothing behind that 
You can't just take a stance because like, hey, I, I want to take this stance with no research, no nothing, no no due diligence on your own to do research and find out and, you know, ask. And like, there's a lot of good example. A lot of these journalists, are, they're not even really journalists. They're just individuals that deem themselves journalists, but they're going out, they're going asking questions. They're going out and find, you know, shaking bushes, asking questions. And really, it's kind of everybody's responsibility to do stuff some kind of that, not to the level of some of maybe these other people, but you still have to take responsibility for your actions. And if you're going to take a stance, you have to have some things to back that up in a debate and why you take that stance. You can't just all of a sudden follow somebody again, like this whole thing we're talking about and the manipulation of what they say. And you're all of a sudden, I'm behind him. I agree with him because he sounds like he's right. That's not good enough if you're not doing any kind of your own research and from your own beliefs. And really, as far as humanity goes, if we don't start standing up for ourselves and as individuals, then we're only going to be manipulated by the powerful and rich and the people that are controlling the whole system and literally will have no voice down the road if that continues. The only way is to be smarter as a society and, and do your part to, you know, find out who you are, what you believe in. Again, like Duncan said, what battles you're willing to, to take on and do it with some responsibility. But um, another off defense, I guess, is um, do you think that there really is a big difference between religion and cults? Um, I, I will, well, I think the, the big the quote-unquote big difference is just how far they spread, but I think essentially at their core, um, the majority of religions are founded to be the same thing. So no, I'd say no, there's not, a, there's not a big difference. What about you? I would, to me, because I mean, really the only thing I found was, you know, basically their, their amount of population that they, that is within them. So I don't think that this really... I don't think that's enough to really deem them, you know, a tax-free entity or uh, a sinister thing. To me personally, I think that it's all essentially the same thing. You're kind of taking a lot of people and um, sculpt sculpting them the way that you want them to believe. And I don't think that there's a big difference to me. I don't think there's a big enough yeah. difference to even call them something different. Yeah. Every, everyone's trying to figure it out themselves. Yeah. Somewhere. And I And I think the worst part about it is that this is such a sensitive topic because Again, you're playing on the most passionate part about a human being is to find out what we're doing here and our purpose. And that is the, the easiest place to manipulate somebody because it's the biggest question humanity has. So I think it's yep. uh, it's always a touchy line when you're when you're playing on that part of a human because, uh, it, again, that's what we're all looking for is our purpose and our meaning. Yeah, that's the most sensitive space because it's... It's the one thing that every single person, no matter what they're from, from, you know, no matter where they're from, no matter who they are, they don't know. They're questioning, you know. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter what you believe, you know, evolution, the Big Bang, God, uh, multiple universes, you know, anything. It's we're, We don't know where we came from, so we're always trying to search for that lost info. And then, you know, if we even ever came to that conclusion, then what is the purpose of us being here, you know, individually and collectively? So it definitely is a sensitive area and a very easily manipulated area of probably the psyche, obviously, since they do a lot of mind control techniques because it, we're always looking for it. Definitely. Okay. Uh, one more off the, the fence question, I guess, is yeah. on corporate cults. Do you think that the techniques are are good or bad for the way you make money? No, I mean, I think that 
No, I think any type of brainwashing or if you, if you're ever taking the power out of anyone's hands in any way or, you know, making them think that they need someone else or something else to be successful, I think is, is a dangerous territory for sure. Yep. So no, I, I would, uh, I would what agree on that too. I think that now if it was like, Hey, let's go, you know, we have achieved something. Let's go on a vacation as, as like, let's just say your, your sales team. And you went down to Cancun and had a bunch of drinks and hung out on a resort. I don't see any problem with that. But again, when you when you're reading text and and techniques and then repeating these and going to these seminars and taking away from your family time and and not as you know like a, a reward for doing a good job, but more how we want you to act. Again, taking away yeah. the power out of the person. I think that that is definitely uh, it's not a positive. I agree. Go grab your pipes, your bongs, your blunts, or your factitious ones, and it'll take us into our smoke and joke section. Now, everybody's heard about Jim Jones, the Jamestown stuff, you know, and kind of how it started. And I I think that, really, I I think that he kind of did start with good intentions from kind of the stuff that I've basically went over. I'm going to have to, we'll have to go into that deeper when we get on that that topic in particular the jamestown but um you know it it just becomes weird with the whole play out and then he took him down to south america and it was like this whole thing and he was kind of a weird guy in general and so then you know the power that he had amongst people was kind of and that's another thing you find out about a lot of these these characters that they're very persuasive they're very infectious and and you want to like them. So that's the hard part is to see through what they're doing. And I know that everybody is waiting for the punchline, but just hold on because it'll be a real killer. I got, I got another doozy for you. I got a doozy. Okay. Well, all right, so so there was this uh, there was this cult out of San Francisco, and you know it was a really weird cult. It started off you know with few people, but basically they they like to worship the the genitals and male genitals in particular, and so they were uh-huh. like they were all about testicles and you know and actually there's been there's been uh, you know other cultures throughout society that worship the phallus and whatever else. So it kind of wasn't too strange in the beginning but you know they would do all kinds of weird stuff you know i don't know if you ever seen that movie with dane cook the waiting or whatever it's mm-hmm. it's about him being a waiter and like they do like pranks on each other and you have to look at their balls like you know they did like the bat wing and and the goat and you're basically just like flashing your testicles and whatever all that kind of stuff and so this cult was like all into that kind of thing and then and there was a lot of teabagging so then it kind of became weird at some point, I thought, man, this just seems real sacrilegious. Mm-hmm. That, okay, I, I'll give you that one. I was, <laughs> okay, all right. I told you, there, there was some doozies. There's going to be a couple doozies. Yeah, I'll give you that one. <laughs> I wrote that one, by the way. That was clever. That was clever. Yeah, I, I said I wouldn't say if I wrote them or not, but sometimes sometimes I will. Yeah. This uh, this This topic here. There was this wealthy cult, and um, that was bringing in a lot of money. And 
the analysts of this cult, they realized all the money that was being created. And so they kind of did their, they wanted to go a separate way because they wanted to make more money. So they started their own sex of, of this cult. So the IRS got involved and they were like, hey, you know, where's all this money going? And and they, they kept checking on the members and kind of going back and forth like, hey, you know, in this sect, there's there's a lot of money that's being, you know, unaccounted for and whatnot. So they kept going down this. The one guy from the IRS said that the numbers kept getting fudged, kept coming back. And the other guy said, it's getting real shitty doing these analyst sects. Yeah, definitely. I was in, I was in, I was in the situation. But hey, you know what? We, it, it's better to, to shoot your shot and, uh, and just go for the, go for the joke, you know? So <laughs> good. It's good. It's good. Going. Well, that's really, I mean, I mean, obviously those are some, uh, cult classics. <laughs> you don't have to justify anything. You just, you live your life and you do your thing. And I mean, I think that was, I thought they were creative, so good for you. Yeah, those ones were, I mean, obviously it was better than the 9-11 episode, because, uh, man, that was, yeah, that was a tough one. That, it was a, that smoke and joke session was a tough one, man. I didn't even really enjoy it, I'll be honest. This one was a little bit more fun, a little bit um, easier to kind of well, have some a, material. A little less serious. I mean, it's, it's hard, although it is serious in its own way, it's hard from yeah, people pass away all at one time, you know. I mean, right. It's, it's hard to say any joke about. <laughs> they'll, they'll get over it. They either get it or they don't, you know. So, I mean, you're either somebody that gets it and you're like, okay, like, you know, if you're, if you're too, if you're, if you're gonna, if you're someone that gets offended by everything, this is probably not the right podcast for you to listen to anyway. So, that's probably true. And, and if you, if you do get offended and you still want to listen, you can you can write hate mail at a, the lost info podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, that's cool. Try to stay away from the one stars though, because uh, we do want you to go and give your feedback. But you know, I mean, I guess if you really hate it, do it. But um, but we'd rather have you give at least three or four stars and tell us the parts that you don't like, so maybe we can try to fix it before you that's give us a one. Good. You know. But um, with that, I think I am going to send up a signal here to the galactic story assembler try to get something to feedback here i think here it comes now yep there it is i think it's assembling our story right now oh well we just got it uh apparently it's saying that from you, Duncan, because it was saying that this is kind of up your alley, so it should give us a, a oh, short sweet, sweet. Okay, so I'm telling a story. Okay, I can talk about so many things. Well, I think previously I, I mentioned a, a few things. One, about just the sort of environment that I grew up in, but also whenever I first moved to L.A., I worked with the Scientologist, which we'll have another episode about later, but I did a couple commercials for the Scientologist and stuff, and that was definitely... Uh, an interesting experience, but I guess bottom line is, uh, growing up, I had, a uh, my, my, my father, he, I sort of grew up in the evangelical world and whatnot, and he was, 
but it was my father had his own ideas. So we hopped church, 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 church. He would always give advice to the pastors and whatnot. And then he started having multiple girlfriends and and all this stuff. And he believed that he was sent here by God to stop the uh, enrollment process of the mark of the beast. And so uh, I never went to school until I went to college. And he was really abusive. And and my he married my mom when she was nineteen. He totally, totally brainwashed her and wouldn't allow her to work. Wouldn't allow her to he told her what she could wear, what she could eat, what she could, you know, everything. And so it was a really bizarre thing to grow up around. I mean, I would wake up in the middle of the night and be standing over my bed holding a gun, like mumbling about the end times. I mean, I'd be yanked out of my bed. I have a, a sister who's five and a half years older than me, and we, she and I were both, um, have both been diagnosed with PTSD. And so, I mean, it's, it, it's one of those things where, Although it wasn't on the scale of like some other, uh, cults, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, it wasn't the amount of people. It was definitely a very, uh, a much smaller cult of its own capacity, but he would drag people into it because he would travel for about half the year. I mean, he, and the, and the curious thing is a lot of people that are like that, that they're so egotistical and so, you know, abusive and stuff that they believe, you know, that they're somehow supernatural or they're somehow whatever. A lot of times, the however crazy they are, they are equally as brilliant, unfortunately. And that that was the case with my father. I mean, he was very, very brilliant in a lot of ways. And he, he taught himself how to be an engineer and sold to like some of the biggest companies in, in the world. Um, and it, he ran a business just outside, out of our house. Um, and instead of going to school, I grew up building engine parts, um, turning uh, natural, uh, turning like carburetor, building carburetors mostly and, and which helps transition things to natural gas. And we would sell those things to Kawasaki and whatnot and other companies like that and Onyx. And, uh, it was just a bizarre, uh, <laughs> it was bizarre to grow up in that, doing that. And it's something that's taken a long time to come, come out of and, unwind and undo and rethink things and I still I'm twenty seven now and I still there's still things that I'm undoing and unwinding and unthinking and questioning about what I believe and what I feel and you know, you carry when you're in that certain type of environment, it, when you leave you can you still carry this like deep in these deep and ingrained levels of fear or uh self judgment or, uh, you know, just guilt, guilt from like calm, very normal things, you know? And, and that's been something that's been, you know, I'm mean, actually going on and on and on about my own experiences, but it, talking about cults is something that has actually been, has, has, has made me passionate in a lot of ways because although they're not all the same, it's something that I feel like I can relate to others in a lot of ways because I understand what it's like to come out of something like that and to be, um, to have your whole world shaken, like the reality that you thought you knew, especially when you're born into something the way that I was. That's all you know. You yeah. know, that's all you know. And then as I slowly, as I slowly got older, I started to realize that the rest of the world, for the most part, was not like that. Other families I saw were not like that. Excuse me. And so, well, I think that um, that part becomes like what you're saying is getting the perspective from who you were and then kind of gauging that maybe something wasn't quite what it should have been 
Absolutely. And so, I mean, I feel like I'm very, very sensitive when it comes to toxic people and people that sort of have that same egotistical mindset or when people begin to fall into sort of cult-like mentalities. I mean, but it was it was definitely hard because, I mean, I know we had to let go of my entire family, but I had to let go of my entire belief systems. I had to let go of everything that I thought I knew. And well, that and that alone would be a difficult, a difficult overtaking in the first place because that it's really hard to unlearn what you've been taught. Absolutely. I mean, and my father, he would, he would, we sat on every seat that, I mean, we never missed a day when I was a kid. And he would read the Bible to us, but it was his own, I mean, it was his own version where he was. He was the king. I mean, I remember him describing the family unit one time. It was like, he was the king and my mom was the queen and my sister and I were the peasants. And this was before he started dating other women and stuff. But, um, it just, you know, it escalated from there. Uh, but it was just a level of, of crazy. I mean, we were not even, I mean, our last, my last name was Brown. We were not even allowed to use, uh, our last name. We'd go to get pizza and we were told my last name was Green. Uh, we never had, I mean, I never had health insurance my entire life until I was an adult and I got it for myself. Um, I mean, we didn't, we, you know, not, we weren't allowed to sell anybody anything. You know, he stole my, he stole my passport, my social security card, my birth certificate, all that stuff. And when I was 16, I took a ski pole and I had to break into my father's safe to get that stuff so that I could move out so that I could get a job. And I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And I just remember the, he had these bizarre, been like a bizarre fascination with, with our, our sexuality and my sister's sexuality, my sexuality. Just some very bizarre things, but especially my sister. I mean, he was far more like physically abusive to me than he was my sister. But I remember just the weirdness of, the emotional side of things, the emotional manipulation. I remember him like, him and my sister would have these weird like fake weddings. And like I said, she was five and a half years old than me. Um, but I remember like they would kiss and he would put a ring on her and like all this stuff. I'm like, that's his daughter. I mean, it was just, I could just go on and on and on about the bizarre things I experienced. But mine, you know, it's not what I grew up in is not something that was necessarily well known or common or anything like that. So the best thing that I can really say is that it, it has made me hyper aware of other cults and other cult mentalities and to be able to see people for who they are and to even see when that kind of stuff is beginning. And like I said earlier, not to get all political again, but I very much feel that about people that are huge Trump supporters. It's, there is just a blindness and an ignorance to a lot of their beliefs that they can't justify what it is that they believe. They're unable to have intelligent conversations with people. And it is really just, they are being fed propaganda. I mean, and truly there is not been a single president that has skewed as much propaganda ever historically as this president ever. And, yeah. um, that is, that is something for us to evaluate. And I mean, that goes into every, uh, cult. You know, you have Charles Manson, you have all these different things. There was an element of, 
guilt that played into people's thought patterns because they believe that they were chosen by God. And a lot of people believe that same thing with Trump. And so, uh, and that's what my father believed. And that's what he convinced my mom of. And so that's why my mother allowed the amounts of abuse that we experienced except for a long time because she was fighting her own demons. And she married him when she was 19. And he was several years older than her. And for years, he convinced her that he was this holy man. You know, and, uh, my father won't cut his hair until he takes down the government. I mean, he, his hair is past his butt now. He, I mean, he, he looks very similar to Charlie Manson, actually, except probably a little bit crazier. Yeah, I was going to say that the Manson family, when we get into that one, it, obviously I'm sure a lot of people saw documentaries on that and stuff like that, but it's it took some weird roads that obviously lend, ended up in a bad place. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I think that my father is a little crazier than Charles Manson. I mean, Charles Manson was pretty blunt and pretty straightforward about everything. And my father is... Um, has some very similar mindsets, except he's far more manipulative, and he often gets exactly what it is that he wants, uh, no matter the situation, because he has this balance of far, far, far out there, crazy, psycho-type mentality, but also he can appear to people as very charming and very, you know, so... Well, you, you hear that a lot, too, about... The, those kind of individuals, they, they're very likable. They're driven. They're intellectual. They're, well, first of all, I appreciate you even telling, you know, that part of your childhood and your story. I think all the fans will appreciate that too, because it takes a lot. And I'm sure that you've went through a lot to get to this point. So I'm sure. And, you know. and again, if anyone, if anyone has any more specific questions, because I mean, uh, that is such a complicated thing. And, I am pretty open about it now. I mean, I wasn't for a very, very long time. If anyone has any more specific questions, you were free to reach out to us yeah. and ask, and I'm more than happy to to answer or talk more about it. It's just, um, I mean, that's... Well, even, I was going to say, even on the sense that if somebody might be going through something similar or whatever for else, sure. and, you know, you come onto the Patreon or whatever else, and you, you could, I'm sure that Duncan wouldn't mind having, you know... Uh, even a one-on-one to kind of talk to you or help you through something if if you went through something similar or or traumatic in that sense. Absolutely. Well, I um, on this one, I, I think that <clears throat> we kind of just touched into the introduction. I mean, we barely put our toes in the water on this one, but we had to start somewhere, and I think this was a good place to start on this series. Obviously, it's it's a weird topic because, again, when you start looking into it, I think it plays out in more of our reality than, than we actually want to look at. And that's unfortunate. Yeah, absolutely is. With that, uh, I think we will call this episode Case File, the Introduction to Cults and Corporate Cults. Um, we're going to draw this one to an end. So until the next time. We will wait for our fellow seekers of knowledge and finders of information. I'm keeping you awake, Jake. West Side Dungeon. Peace out. See you later.